Greetings, Wargamers. We're your hosts, Trevor, Jay, Josh, and this is Shane Attack. Attack. is sponsored by Discount Games Incorporated. Discount Games Incorporated specializes in customer service, low prices, and prompt shipping. You can find our web store at www.discountgamesinc.com. Welcome to Chan Attack. I'm your host, Trevor, and I am madly in love with Carnegie. <laughs> Even though I just made one of the biggest mistakes of my uh, adult Carnegie career. Your short-lived Carnegie career. Correct, yes. Uh, I am Jay, and we took all three of our cats to the vet yesterday for their checkup and shots, and... They were, uh, the whole rest of the day, they were upset at us. At least two of them were. <laughs> Could not believe that we had uh, um, betrayed them in, in that way. They gave you the look of, you know what you did, that kind of thing. Yes. The cat version of, I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and I'm Josh, and I hope and pray that someday Trevor will make a similar mistake in Carnegie in one of his games with me so that I can actually win it. Oh, that was, it, I was thinking of a different game. I thought he had made a mistake in, but. Oh, oh, all right. Well then I'm, I look so forward to getting my board game arena medal for winning Carnegie the one time in my life that it will happen. Uh, and I will also say that kudos to Cephal affair for your digital marketing efforts. Cause I'm straight up going to buy Frosthaven only because I'm playing so much Gloomhaven online i mean digitally i'm sure it's the wrong attitude about life but i'm like you know what i'm willing to put money into your bank account so especially so that you will eventually make the digital version of frost haven where i will actually play it i think i have now i think in digital gloomhaven i've now retired four characters and i've now seen like six new characters which is about twice as many as i ever got to in the you know, the physical version of the game. So do you feel like you're getting better at said game? Only marginally. Like <laughs> I'm only better if I'm playing with, which is usually my brother, but we started playing with my dad again too. Uh, I, I'm only better if there's someone to talk sense into me. Uh, Gloomhaven requires me to have sense talked into me. Like, no, Josh, that's a bad Josh. No, Josh, here's why you probably don't want to burn that card right now. No, Josh, did you actually look at the at what the enemies are going to do this round before you made that decision? You know, there are some conversations that need to be had with me uh, frequently. <laughs> um, interesting. I, I'd assume that most of your reason why you were doing poorly was because of misplayed rules, but uh, <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's just you need some sense to talk to you. There you go. See, I've <laughs> tried. It never works. It's it's a very slow process. You must be a patient, patient person to talk sense to me. <laughs> Let's just be honest. So we made it through the uh, um, 
launch of um, the new set of, or not the new set, but Leviathan, the new box set of um, Warhammer 40K. I definitely want to hear about this, but I also, my heart started to think you were going to tell us about the launch of Lord of the Rings, where the One Ring was found in your shop. No, it's not been found. It's not been found anywhere yet, Um, which means that you should probably start um, buying some boxes from you. Yeah, buy some boxes from me, Josh. (laughs) That seems like the logical thing to do. 100%. You can count on me, Jay. (laughs) Excellent. Um, yeah, we were like, we were on track to like yesterday. Um, so yesterday we, uh, um, we're, you know, had the goal to get, get through all of the pre-sales. We had, you know, over 200 pre-sales to get through and we were on track. Um, and it, uh, I got a text from my manager like around 1130 and he's like, Hey, are you available for a phone call? <laughs> and so I call him and he's like, yeah, the other shipper almost passed out. And so I sent him home Oh no! <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll come in and, and help uh, get us across the uh, finish line. Um, but yeah, that was uh, exciting times. <laughs> yeah, never, never a call you want to you want to receive for sure. Yeah, are you, do you still have your shipping chops, Jay? Are you still are you still a machine? Um, I mean, I wasn't at peak efficiency, but still, I I did fine. I mean, when during the pandemic, I was like the only person doing shipping and receiving, and so um, yeah. So let's uh, we're we're going to talk about board game arena and so we have i have been playing arc nova with with you guys if you can call it playing um i mean savagely beating small children is you know I, that is that's not true I've, <laughs> I've i've done two games with trevor on the side that were both close he won a close one and i won a close one nice work trevor way to represent uh i think jay has Faulty memory here. I have not lost to him in one-on-one. I, I, we just finished a game just a few moments ago that I won. Oh well, then it's it's two to one then. This is our that was our third. Oh, game. is that our third? I see. How did meanwhile, you catch back me. up and win that one? Meanwhile, there's me trying to figure out how to actually, you know, play two animals in a turn. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's usually what's happening with me. Yeah, I think the three-player uh, Trevor's gonna win. Um, and, and Josh has stubbornly refused to, uh, start a one-on-one game with me, which, I mean, that's fine, whatever. I can't believe you just won that game. I thought I was way ahead. <laughs> I guess, I guess I better start it, Jay. Maybe I'll actually get better. <laughs> that's the lie I constantly tell myself, which is so fun. So, but you guys have been playing all sorts of many different games, and you're going to talk some about... Uh, which games you guys have enjoyed the most and convince me why I should do the awful deed of, of learning a new game. <laughs> <laughs> so you've already talked about Edison and it is or not Edison, Carnegie. sorry, Carnegie. My, excuse me. Um, 
So what 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 other games have been on the top of the list for you? Um, so I've been playing Feast for Odin, which I I don't know how I missed it when it came out. Um, I I'm a little recall- surprised that you like Feast for Odin because you're generally not a huge fan of Rosenberg, are you? Um. Well, hold on just a second. I don't know that I said I liked Feast for Odin. Oh, not bad. Um, the the truth is, is um, I am not a huge U fan. There's some games of his that I do enjoy, and I think I think that I think that of the ones I've played, Feast for Odin is probably my most favorite. Um, at least thus far. I'm, but I'm still in the phase of I have no clue what I'm doing. Um. Like there's just a lot going on in the game, and I don't necessarily like. I've played it a lot at this point, <laughs> but I still am not sure exactly how I'm actually doing. Like how one of, winning uh, or not. One of my friends, Sung Su, we've we've talked about doing various games with each other, and he's. I know I knew that he liked Feast for Odin, and I, I asked him if he'd you know, played it very much. And he's like, yeah, no, not really. He's like, well, I mean, do you consider 40 or 50 plays to be <laughs> a lot? Jiminy Christmas. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I would probably consider 40 or 50 plays to be a lot. <laughs> I'm like, I consider five to be a lot at this point. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I mean, I've, I've played more Feast for Odin than I've played basically 80% of the games in my cl- game closet at this point. I've played three or four games of it. <laughs> so um so have most of these been with josh or um no i haven't even finished our first game together have we no we have not in fact when we began that one i was completely and totally lost and i've played i think three games with my wife and um so now that we're getting mid or late game i'm like yeah now i know what i'm doing um but i i, I say that very lightly i actually don't know what i'm doing um it it has just a sheer the sheer number of options for your actions is intimidating um and and i think the thing that i like about it probably more than the average uh you rosenberg game is the tetris element so you're you're gaining these tiles and you're putting them on the board and you're attempting to combine them in ways that cover the board and do and unlock bonuses on the board and um, usually most you Rosenberg games feel like just strictly worker placement. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you got to pick the most the most important worker placement every turn. And if you don't pick the perfect one, then, you know, the, a better player is going to beat you. And that it never feels like that way in um, Feast for Odin. It feels like it because feels the opposite. there's so many places you can place your workers. I mean, really, right? Yes, in fact, it feels the opposite in, in that um, every worker placement choice you make is bad. <laughs> like, there's, there is no good choice. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so I do, I do have a question with this game. Um, my understanding is that it is a Viking-themed game. Is that correct? It is, yes. And how... How strong would you say the theming is of this Viking thing game? Mm, stronger than most of his other games, at least the ones I've played. I mean, I would still say that Agricola feels like his most strongly themed game, and I would put Feast for Odin just just below it. 
I would put it above Agricola. But again, I'm not a huge E. Rosenberg fan. There's a bunch of his games I probably haven't played. Sure. Although I have the, played I mean, quite a few. The main reason I ask is, um, I mean, my curmudgeonly self is, um, like, there's some themes that, uh, for everyone. That bore you? Know, you? Pick, pick your various theme. It's, it's a detractor for you. And, like, I, I just don't find vikings to be interesting and so um the, the theme is actually a, a penalty for me but i was curious how how strong oh, the I, was. I i don't i forgot that he'd made it the gates of loyang is uh, jay which is your favorite Uwe? is it is it i always thought it was laharve is that still the case yeah well probably I, I there's it seems like there's some that i of the more recent ones i haven't played so he has a ton of recent ones and i haven't played hardly any of them yeah Although, speaking of Board Game Arena, Applejack is available on there. That's the newest Uwe. Yes. Um, looking back, I actually I did not realize that he um, he designed um, Patchwork. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I've been playing quite a bit of Patchwork with my wife, um, and I I enjoyed that. I enjoy it quite a bit. I get I get a little too focused on like the board and the way it looks and making sure I have no gaps um, as opposed to like actually scoring points. My wife smashed me last time. Like, cause I had this perfect grid, like just like I had no missing spots on my, on my quilt. Um, and, and in fact, I even got the seven by seven achievement that ends the game um, and got the points from that. And, and through all of that, I thought I'm like, this is amazing. And my wife was sitting over there with like 40 buttons or whatever on her board which was worth like way more points than whatever i was doing so <laughs> anyway back to feast feast for odin i do think that it's um very interesting it provides a lot of options um i don't really understand it still even four games in like i don't really think i feel like the more you've played of the game the more um, like the more you'll smash your opponents, like it, it, there's really a like there probably are ideal paths to take, right? And you and I just don't even know how to see them or look for them. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I don't even know. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure somebody who's played a lot of it would just obliterate me because it does have. I think there's combos you can put together and other things like that, and and they build on each other. Like if you do the right plays early, I think by the time you get to the end of the game. Like you'll be just so much farther ahead of somebody that doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah, because you'll be able to be turning your tiles into more relevant tetrominoes, etc. It feels like. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I, but I I will say I do really enjoy the implementation on Board Game Arena because there is a lot going on in Feast for Odin. I mean. Yeah. 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 You know, there's all these boards that you can be interacting with and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And it just does a good job of, like, making that manageable, I guess is what I would say. Yeah, speaking of which, in comparison, we're also playing Lagrange. Oh, I was afraid you were going to mention that one next. Yes, go carry on. <laughs> and its implementation on Board Game Arena is painful. I realize that it has, like, a... It has an anytime mechanic. Like yeah, are we going to talk about the anytime actions mechanic? That's yes. that's where it all comes off the rails for me. Yeah, so it has a, it has a mechanic where you can do an anytime action, and 
Um, so after every tiny little step in the game, it, it asks you, do you want to take an anytime action? Do you want to take an anytime oh action? God. So Super. I have, you have to, like in between my turn and, and Josh's turn, I have to hit the pass. Yeah, you can't even, like you can't even five get through times. a full turn without having yes, to accurate. back and forth. Like yeah, you that, have to pass multiple times, like, and yeah, frankly, that triggers my my fear of missing out. Like, you know, my yes, yeah. the loss because I'm like, oh, oh, geez, is it, what am I forgetting? What what, what anytime actions are there? Like, <laughs> you know, like on and on. Yeah, and and the truth is, is uh, it, I'm really enjoying Lagrange. It's the first time I've ever played. We're on our second game. Um, I'm starting to figure out how to actually play the game, although that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm actually knowing how to win. But, um, but the truth is, is like I don't know how long I will be able to um, continue playing it on Board Game Arena because of the number of times that I have to hit the pass button. It is starting to grate on my nerves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I accepted the second game invite because I was willing to kind of see what i hadn't understood about the actual game the first time playthrough right but i'm i'm enjoying it i'm i'm very much enjoying the game itself however <laughs> it is it's the the implementation of board game arena it feels like one of the older games on there and it does feel like that particular aspect of it is just painful uh how, how many how many different games would you guys say that you guys have going right now Oh, I, I thought you were gonna ask how many I played so far, and it looks like I, it looks like I've played 22 different games on BGA. As far as how many I'm playing currently, uh, different. You asked me, right? One, two, three. It looks like I'm playing seven different games. And how many are with Trevor? Mm, Not that many. Mm, two, maybe. No, three, 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 three at least. Three, yeah. Carnegie, Lagrange, and Trevor and I always, at this point, we always sort of have an experimental one going on, which I consider Lagrange our current experimental one, for the record. Oh, you do? Not the card game that we're playing with your brother? Oh, I guess we, uh, that one's so, like, light. <laughs> I can't even think of the name of it at this point. Or, or a flam. I, I have no idea how to actually pronounce it. I'm sure that's a French word. I don't even know how you would describe that game. It's a, um, somewhere in the trick-taking family yeah i mean it's it's a like a joint tableau love letter almost except yeah. for a little different than that that's maybe not the right anyway so i have um let's see one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve different games going right now Twelve different and not 12 games i have more than 12 games but i have 12 different board games going if um if you were going to pitch one game that you have played so far on BGA to Jay to try to convince him to learn a new game, which would it be? Well, and maybe I should say, which would it be besides Carnegie? But maybe I'm um, wrong. So, uh, I mean, I would like him to play Carnegie because I like Carnegie, but that's not the game he would like the most. The game he would like for most, I do think, is Feast for Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. The one that I have played the most, which is probably the reason I would pitch it to Jay, because I would be interested to see his reaction to it, is um, Beyond the Sun, which is is Tech Tree, the Tech Tree game. <laughs> it's Tech Tree, the Tech Tree worker placement game. That's fair. You're right. I shouldn't I shouldn't <laughs> leave that out. Uh, I freaking adore it. I have played 
dozens of games of it now with mostly with my brother. <clears throat> I've played a few with Trevor and my brother, but my brother and I have seen I feel like we've probably seen every way you can win or lose the game, you know, including massive galactic conquest and, you know, uh, achieving the singularity, all the different ways. And uh, and I still am like, yeah, let's play that again. Oh, sure. Yeah, start that up again. Have you have either of you played Zulkin? No, no. is that the, that's the gears with like it's like the Mayan calendar theme, one. right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You have to you choose your actions um, multiple turns in advance. Essentially, you'll 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 play your token on the the Zulkin calendar basically, and it wrote it has gears on the board that actually rotate. And um, the farther in advance you choose the action, the more powerful it becomes. And so you, there's a benefit to really choosing something pretty far in advance, but then you have to sort of see into the future a little bit to try to figure out what options are the best. And I've only played it once. And to be fair, a mutual friend of ours taught it to me. And that does so that means that um, I may or may not have understood what was even going on. Um, but I did find it interesting and I do think it's an interesting game. And um, that's one that I, I, every time I look at it, um, I'm like, well, I should I should pitch that to, to Josh as a, our next game, um, but I, I haven't done it yet. But yeah, I think that that's one that um, both of you would probably like quite a bit. Um, and I haven't played it since originally released, which has probably been 10 years ago at this point. Um, I think I only played it once, yeah, in real life, and I didn't I didn't I didn't even realize it was on here. It is. It's it it is. It's 11 years old at this point. Yeah, 2012. But I. I did not, um, my one play of it 12 or 11 years ago, um, I walked away from it going, well, there was a lot going on, but I didn't really understand any of it. <laughs> uh, my next question, Trevor, I, I know we're just like wandering all over in Board Game Arena, but like of the games you've tried so far, which one has uh, disappointed you the most? And the, and if you say Rallyman GT because your opponent didn't actually figure out how to play it, that's fine. But then I want a different answer after that. <laughs> um, so I've actually feel like I've been pretty lucky uh, as far as the games I've chosen. Like I don't, I don't feel too many of them have really disappointed me. Um, I would say probably the biggest disappointment was maybe Castles of Burgundy, mm. or, poten- or potentially um, Welcome to Your Perfect Home. Castles of Burgundy because it's so critically acclaimed and it kind of fell flat for you. Yeah, I mean it's interesting. I just it's it's maybe not complex enough for me. The complexity rating is not quite high enough for me, and that's definitely my complaint of Welcome to Your Perfect Home. I was really hoping for something a little more complex. Um, I mean, Welcome to Your Perfect Home is is um, it, it, it's one of the first flipping rights, really. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's a rolling right. Yeah, it's a roll and write. Uh, yeah, flip and write is is probably correct. You're you're flipping cards off the top of a deck, and the description sort is. I mean, the description says as an American architect in the 50s during the baby boom, you're tasked to create the nicest housing estates. And I guess I was just hoping for more theme, and it didn't it didn't really come. So yeah, I I was a little disappointed in Draftosaurus as well. But I think that the reason I was disappointed in Draftosaurus was because we played a two-player game, and it feels like it's much better at a much higher player count. <coughs> like, it does not feel like it's a good two-player game. Am I wrong? You've played more of it than I have. Uh, my The one that fell the flattest for me uh-huh. 
was um, Dungeon Pets, like which I have fond memories of. Like I, I remember playing it back. Like you owned a copy of it years ago, I and saw so it, I yeah. expected it to. I expected to have more fun with it, and I was like, "This game is boring." <laughs> um, and probably I just needed to have watched the tutorial, and I wouldn't have been so bored. But so to be fair, when I invited you to the game of Dungeon Pets, I literally thought I was inviting you to Dungeon Lords, and Dungeon Lords oh. is way better. <laughs> and even back then, I bought Dungeon Pets on the strength of Dungeon Lords. And we only played it physically one time, and then I've never played it since. Dungeon Pets is is honestly it's mediocre at best. Dungeon Lords is way better, and that's what I thought I was inviting you to. So I apologize for that one. Mm, that's funny. <laughs> so I, maybe you missed my question about about Draftosaurus. Oh think, yeah, I think I I think I had a weird internet hiccup or something. What was the question on Draftosaurus? The question was, I, I was a little disappointed in the two-player implementation, but I thought it would probably be a lot better at larger numbers. Do you, do you kind of agree that it's not a great two-player game? Yes, I, I do agree. I mean, it has an element, you know, for how you how you play two players, right? But um, but yeah, it, it's a lot more fun. Like I I think I've played it typically four or five players because my kids really like it. And it, it the, the funny thing is, like, it does have a little bit more of a the tactile element is fun. Like holding the stupid little dinosaur meeples in your hand as you're choosing, you know, what to take is there's a fun element to that. So would you, would you two say that Carnegie is still the, the game that you're enjoying the most on board game arena? Um, so the game that I've always enjoyed a, a lot of, and I've, we've been playing a, a ton of it is actually tapestry. Now, I will admit that Tapestry has never felt like the most balanced game, especially in its original rules. But Board Game Arena has um, has the uh, the adjustments. There's been multiple rounds of adjustments that have been done. Like the factions have been adjusted on BGA. Um, so more than that, uh, so there was there was on his website he had adjustments, and then there was a second round or a third round of adjustments. And BGA has the adjustments from I think 2019 on it. Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay. So, so it has multiple rounds of adjustments. In fact, my my um, son loves to play this faction that has like a th- a thirty point start, like a head start, like thirty or thirty five po- head point start. And he frequently, I think that that one's too aggressive. Like that 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 faction, admittedly, is not that great, but thirty five points is a is it's a lot to overcome. So he he wins a lot just on the fa- fact that he starts so far ahead of everyone else. But but anyway, I I do think that the current round of adjustments is the closest it's been to balanced. Um, some of the strategies that my family have been using to win that game based on the core, just the main box, they don't work anymore in the current adjustments. So oh, that's interesting. Okay. So it's it's a lot more. It really felt like, and I'll, I'll, you know, it felt like the uh, technology track, the invent, invention track, was pretty OP in the base game. Um, I do not feel that same way in the current implementation with all of the adjustments to the factions. And to be fair, none of the none of the board things have changed. Only the only the factions. So you know, maybe it was never that broken in the first place. It's mm-hmm. still it's still very strong, but anyway, I've just 
Tapestry is one of my favorite games, even though, and it's because it's fun, not because it's balanced or because when you win, you've done the best strategy always. Sometimes it's it's a little more random than that. It feels although, like it told a fun story along the way. Yeah, it just feels like it's it's feels like all of your actions are fun. The game's fun. <laughs> now I, I wish- thought when Jay asked this question, I thought you were going to give a response uh, between. Carnegie and uh, Clans of Caledonia, which we have taken a slight hiatus from. So uh, I need you to address that uh, discrepancy, Mr. Christensen. Uh, that's fair. Um, Tapestry is just a fun game. And at, at my heart, I'm an Ameritrash gamer, not a Euro gamer. And a lot of these mm. games we're talking about are strictly Euros. Um, Jeez, that, I think that's true of almost all of them, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Most, yeah, probably most of the games on Board Game Arena are more Euro style games. But anyway, um, so Tapestry brings out that Ameritrash part of me a little bit, which is why. But as far as Euro games go, I'm still a massive, massive fan of Clans of Caledonia. I really, really like that game. Um, Carnegie, I'm still in the boat of, like, I don't know what game we're on. How many games of Carnegie have I played? Oh, ten? man. Is there well, a way for me to tell that? I, I, I At least 10. We're definitely into double digits. Yeah, and I still don't necessarily... One of the downsides of playing on Board Game Arena is that I learned the game from the tutorial on Board Game Arena. Actually, I don't think I did the, even that. I think we just jumped in and started like doing things. No, no, no. I did do the tutorial. It's very short, though. And um, so 10 games in, there are still mechanics going on in that game that I don't, I don't think I fully grasp exactly what's going on. <laughs> I'm barely learning how to connect the four parts of the United States of America. So, yes, which was the mistake I made in the game that that we just played. Like I was like, la li la, putting things all over the map, and then I finished and realized that I was out of tokens and that I literally could not connect my last city like I wanted to. Delightful. And a better opponent than me would be able to capitalize on that. <laughs> uh, okay, so now, uh, what is the? Uh, let's give a preview to the listeners out there. What What is the next game on your to try next list that you will be uh, trying to convince me to watch the tutorial for? <laughs> um, I mean. You don't have to. It's interactive, Josh. You play the tutorial. No, no, no. To be fair, I can't remember if we talked about this behind the paywall or not. Like, the tutorial is like nine times out of ten, a hundred percent worth it on Board Game Arena because it, it literally is that. It's like, here, I'm going to let you play the game while I teach you the game. Yeah. Which, which is like, that's the cursed phrase that we all hate to hear, but literally every human utter, utters it. Right. The, let's just start playing. Yeah. The tutorial is literally that. It's like, yep, here, start playing, and I'm going to tell you what, you know, what all this means. Yeah. Um. So I have a bunch on my list. I don't know. I don't, you have to pick one. I just I'm like. I have to pick one. I'm just saying one that's going to be the next one. And you can you can do the top three. <laughs> ah, okay, fine. Jay's, uh, uh, an- anachrony. Anachrony. Oh, nice. Okay, okay, okay. The time travel one. Yeah. I will definitely play the tutorial for that one. Um, the Applejack we've already talked about. It's been on my list for a while. Okay. And, and Viticulture are probably my three that are highest on my interest level. Um, I am I have terrified a... of Viticulture, but uh, you know, 
I'm, I'll, I'll do it. I'm ready. Yeah. Anyway, th- those are the ones that are highest on my. I, I. So the other one that's really high, and I, I'll just mention it because I'm a little uncertain, is called Super Fantasy Brawl, and um, it is a two-player um, like arena fantasy. Uh, it's kind of like Smash Up. Game. What? Oh, it's a minis game. Yeah. Um, it I is the closest one up. It is the closest thing to an Ameritrash game that I can think of that's on Board Game Arena right now of the games I have listed in my two play. Super Fantasy Brawl, interesting. Um, okay. I'm I'm a little concerned about playing it on Board Game Arena though, so that's why I have not engaged yet. Well, in some ways, it looks like it won't be that different than War Chest. Uh, I think I've played War Chest, haven't I? I think you and I might have played it in real life. No, maybe not. But War Chess is two-player. Like in real life, it's these thick um, poker chips, and each poker chip represents a type of unit. You you start the game and you draft um, four different units, and so each unit has a card, and and those um, cards end up having uh, different tactics, you know, so different powers. And I my brother has been repeatedly smash my face in at it because they have the expansions and everything on uh board game arena and i had never played the expansions before and that's not the reason he's kicking my butt he's kicking my butt because i just am not an attentive enough player to do to do a good job let's admit it that's my toxic trait as a gamer but um (laughs) so war chest is on on board game arena yeah war chest is so it would be i think we should play um well, frankly, I definitely Anachrony should be the next one we play. But we should play Super Fantasy Brawl, and then we should also play War Chest, because I'd be really interested to compare and contrast the two, right? Like, okay. there's a lot of there, there, there's some similarities in how they look, right? In terms of like Super Fantasy Brawl looks like it's a slightly bigger um, hex board, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it probably has more terrains than War Chest, but I think they would be a really interesting comparison piece. So. Uh, yeah, anyway, and I need I need to they're they're both of those are games that my son, uh, my youngest, would absolutely love to play. So I need to learn both of them and then teach him. Cool. Okay. Well, Anachrony's next in for sure, but I will say my other uh my top three, which I'll put Anachrony at the top because I am really interested to try that, just the whole time travel thing. Um the, the other is Obsession, which is basically Downton Abbey, the the board game. You're you're running a 19th century Victorian England estate. Um, and then the other one I'm interested to try is called The City of the Big Shoulders, which is about – I'm actually interested to try it because I want to compare it to um, Carnegie because okay. it's like industrial era um, – Chicago, obviously, right? And and you're entrepreneurs and investors. You're basically rebuilding Chicago to to get it ready for, um, you know, uh, show up on the world stage. And I think it's it's kind of like in the vein of an 18xx game. So you know, heavy economic stock investing. But I just am like, this has got to have some similarities to freaking Carnegie. And so I'm I'm kind of really interested to try it next too. Was that one on your list at all? Sorry, what was his name again? The City of the Big Shoulders, which, again, part of why I'm interested is I love the title so much. It's so ridiculous. Okay, so admittedly, that title would have turned me off immediately. Like, if I'm looking through the list of games and I saw that, Uh I would walk away without checking. Not knowing that it was was Carnegie-esque, you would walk away. 
Um, yes. I, I mean, I would, I wouldn't say walk away, but I would walk past. How's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There would, you would continue to scroll down the list till you got to something like Super Fantasy Brawl. Uh, yes, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I will begin this afternoon the tutorial of, of an acrony so that when we finish our next game of Lagrangia, I can re- receive the invite for an acrony. Yes. So, do either of you use Board Game Arena much with your children? Slash, do they like it? Um, all except for my middle child. My daughter and my youngest son play on Board Game Arena. Um, my daughter, it's hard to get her to take her turn sometimes. Um, but we definitely have um, stuff going on um, all the time. Yeah. I I am a failure as a father, Jay. I have not. I actually did invite my older daughter to make an account and play. Maybe I could get her sucked in with Isle of Cats. I can't remember what I was trying to get her to play with me. I think Innovation, the game of the splay. I, I love the game so much. <laughs> I'm. But she didn't make an account, so she's dead to me now. <laughs> I went and I, I went. So I manage our our family has a domain email domain altogether, and it's it's. Um, uh, it's managed through Google. Um, so the, all I, all I had to do was go and hit, you know, sign in using Google. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I have a game of seven wonders going with basically everyone, but my oldest son, a game of parks going on with all of them, a game of blood rage with my youngest son, a game of ticket to ride with just my kids, a game of Azul with my daughter and my wife game of great Western trail with just my youngest. Um, yeah. So, and I think my my youngest would definitely. Um, oh, I have a game of just tapestry. Him and I just tapestry. He would gladly add four or five games to that list. Like he is such a board game nut. I, I you know, it just it it blows me away how much he loves board games. My favorite thing about that son of yours is uh, because I've had the privilege of playing the ISS Vanguard game with him and Trevor for the past couple months. And we, he basically has now become a verb for us. Because <laughs> he, he will never evaluate risk when it's time to roll dice. Nope. He just like nope. rolls the bare minimum, and he never, he never loses. Like he never, he never gets punished. No, he, he's never punished. Yeah, and we're just like, really, again, no punishment. Uh, <laughs> like I don't I, understand uh, either because I, I am a risk analyst by career. Like I am, I evaluate problems and say, no, that is too big of a risk. And I am constantly telling my children to be safe. Don't do that. You might break something. You might get hurt. And like, he is, he is in reality, he's the most likely me. Like he. Oh, meaning like he is cautious and he does. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. I, I'm diabetic. He's diabetic. Uh, he likes the same foods as me. He likes the same music as me. He likes board games like me. He likes the same video style of video games I like. Like he is little me in so many ways. Okay. Except this. Like he's <laughs> totally willing to take all the potential risks. <laughs> Sorry. He's just like, and in in that game, you know, it just boggles my mind that. The minimum required dice to complete the task is two, and on those dice there's only you know a handful of symbols that'll actually succeed. And he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm good." Grabs those two dice, rolls them, yep. and succeeds. I'm like, "How is that possible?" Say like, well, do, do you want us to help you on that? Nope, he's done. He's already yeah. done it, and yeah, he, he didn't beat us, and we need to sit down, right? Yeah. Like it is funny. 
Uh, I will say, this, maybe this will be a teaser for our next episode, but in evidence that I'm not a failed father, uh, for, you know, we have Whoa. Father's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Father's Day weekend was last weekend, and my children gifted me with a um, a song. Like, they had composed and recorded a song, and the song is literally entitled Board Game Dad. And I uh, have a pretty catchy beat, and uh, I will I will uh, find a way to share it on the Discord or something um, for our listeners. But you know that's my evidence that I was not a failure as a father, even though I don't play any games with my children on Board Game Arena yet. So, Josh, did you say what your top three games you're looking forward to play are? Oh, I did. Yes, I'm sorry. I'll go over it again briefly. I I was telling Trevor that Anachrony is definitely the one we should play next because that was my top one that I'm most interested in playing next. Um, and then Obsession uh, is the other one I want to play next, which is about um, it's basically Downton Abbey the game. Right. Yeah. And City of the Big Shoulders. Okay. Downton Abbey the game. I'm. You're gonna have to go into a little greater depth than that because that doesn't make <laughs> sense. Does not compute. I mean, it's a it's a deck builder about like, you know, renovating your state with uh, better furniture, better, <laughs> better servant classes. Uh, it's, it's just ridiculous. So that's part of why I'm interested it's in it. It's just ridiculous. Um, so <laughs> it's like how Jay watches shows like not below decks. What's the, what's the dumb yacht show? Jay? Yeah, that is below decks. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, What's the Star Trek cartoon called then? Lower Decks. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had this mixed up in my head. So every time Jay talked about it, I'm thinking about this cartoon of people on a yacht. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, overall, it sounds like you guys would uh, still give super high marks to um, Board Game Arena. Board Game well, Arena. Is, is this I correct? was going to say. Yeah, one last thing, maybe one brief topic is, so I, because I have no impulse control, um, I went ahead and subscribed to, um, shoot, what's the other one that we were talking about? Oh, yeah, the other board game. Tabletop, Tabletopia, right? Because they have, they have a lot more games than Board Game Arena even, right? Um, and I'm like... I. I subscribed to it because I'm like I want. There's several games on there that I really wanted to to play, and I started one up. As a matter of fact, I had bought from my friendly local game store, uh, Gameopolis. You may have heard of it. I had bought a new game that just came out called Legacy of You, which is a solitaire um, worker placement slash campaign game. Like you know, as you win or lose each game, you draw, you read from a storybook, and it changes the future games. And so I was really excited to try it. And I was like, oh, it's on Tabletopia. I'll teach myself on Tabletopia, right? Maybe I'll use the tutorial on Tabletopia. Oh, my sweet summer child, you fool. Like, Tabletopia is not Board Game Arena, not even a little bit. Because, number one, it's just a, it's just a engine for you to move pieces, and you've got to know all the rules yourself. Uh-huh. It's not adjudicating anything for you. And uh, 
So, you know, because I am human and canceling subscriptions will actually take some work, I, it'll, it'll be interesting. You know, we might have a need a yearly feature where we check in and see, did, did Josh actually cancel his Tabletopia subscription? But it just absolutely killed my interest in using the program. Because, again, that's the thing that is so nice about Board Game Arena. And it's really, to their credit, um, that they also have kind of leveraged their their website and their their system to create really strong tutorials right like mm-hmm. um because none of the none of these other games are doing that you you still kind of have to you know if i were going to go use something on tabletopia i would have to go watch a watch it played video right or um mm-hmm. uh you know or heaven forbid even though i'm probably the host most likely to do this you know i, I would have to actually read the the rule book, you know, and so it's just like it's just a completely different animal. Yeah, and I that's a immediate turnoff for me. Like the the part where it doesn't yeah. adjudicate the rule. That's immediately right. I'm not going right. to give you money. One hundred percent. All right. Well, let's wrap it up there and uh, let us know what what you think. Trevor and Josh should play next. <laughs> on board game <laughs> yeah. 